experiences are what define us. Everything in your life can teach you. We call these our defining moments. Now, join Debbie Montgomery Johnson and her featured guest as they help you stop hiding things in your life and instead learn to embrace them and stand proud. It's Defining Moments, and it begins now. Here is your host, Debbie Montgomery Johnson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Defining Moments. This is Debbie Montgomery Johnson, and we are here after a great week of Thanksgiving, fun, and lots of food. I was just talking with my producer and said, how did you do? He goes, I only had four plates this week or on on Thursday. And I'm like, you know what? You're younger than I am. I only did one. But I am here and full of life and full of fun. And I have the most incredible guest today. She's a friend of mine and has just been an an extraordinary, what can I say? I don't have enough words for her. She's been a visionary. She's been a friend. She's been a kick in the pants for me. And I want to make sure that my guest, Nancy Matthews, is on the line. Are you I here? sure am. And I'm, I am here and super grateful to be here today. Well, I am too. I'm glad that you're here. And I just want to say, Nancy sent me a little list here of things that we're going to talk about. But last night I was writing down a list of my own things. And I think we're going to have a conversation and it's going to go in multiple directions. Uh, but Nancy wrote to me and said, life is full of messes. And then she said, we're going to find the message in the mess. And I kept thinking that in my life, sometimes I have a mess in my message. So we're going to clean up my mess as we have a message <laughs> today and talk about some of our challenges, some of the forks in the road. Uh, Nancy's going to tell us some of her challenges because this is defining moments. And, and that's what we try to do is uncover some stories. But I want to tell you, folks, that Nancy brings more than 30 years of experience And she's got the perfect blend of business expertise, authenticity, and heart. And she takes that to all of her endeavors. As a single mom of two amazing children, and I know one of them, Nancy knows firsthand how to juggle the many demands of our time and energy to achieve extraordinary goals and enjoy the journey. She's also the founder of Women's Prosperity Network with her two sisters, Nancy and and, and Susan, which is a global organization serving women in business. And that's how I came to know these girls. They are fabulous. So, Nancy, welcome again. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I hope you had a very nice Thanksgiving. I had an amazing Thanksgiving, and I am grateful to be here with you. And I really want to honor you, Debbie, for having the courage and the persistence to speak your truth and come out from the, you know, just being the woman behind the smile and really give us this space to be real with the garbage that can show up in our lives that if we don't come out from behind it, it can keep us covered and bogged down. So I I really honor you for being a trailblazer in this space. Well, thank you so much. And and for the audience, if you don't really know my story, I want you to go back to the first episode we had. But it came out uh, years, a couple of years ago when I was attending the Speakers Boot Camp, which is a training that Nancy and her sisters do with Women's Prosperity Network. And I actually went there to learn how to speak a little bit better about my company, which is now known as BenfoComplete.com. And a, a couple, you know, a couple hours into it, I was having lunch with one of the girls, and I started talking. Or she asked me a question about online dating, and I told her my story, and that just opened up a huge, huge hole in my heart that needed to be filled with love. And by coming out over that weekend on my story, 
Nancy and Trish and, and all the women there just gave me their hearts and their hands and their hugs. And that gave me the courage to jump into telling my story around the world. And I thank mm. you, Nancy, for providing that space for me and for other women to get the courage up to open our mouths. Because I remember you heard, you said one time that you were at a training or at a, at a seminar where the speaker said that we needed to hear more women speak. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when that was and, and how, how did you happen to hear that? I do. It was That's actually one of my defining moments because I, at the time, I owned a real estate title company and I was doing, buying and selling houses and I had started teaching people how to flip properties and buy and sell foreclosure properties. And I went to this particular training to get better at speaking. And the instructor, a gentleman at the front of the room, he said, how come there's not more women in this room? Do you realize that speaking is one of the highest paid professions and we need your voice? We need more women who will get up and share their messages and their expertise and we need women acting like women, not women acting like men. There and, you go. <laughs> yeah, and what was interesting for me is that I had never seen myself as being, you know, a pioneer or a trailblazer in that regard, but something got me when he said that. And there was a feeling in the pit of my belly and I actually jumped up out of my chair and I went, that's me. And I kind of looked around and went, did I just say that? I'm terrified of speaking in public. What is that? (laughs) Well, that was going to be my question. You know, you, you seem to be a natural speaker when you were young. Did you get up and talk? I mean, you were you were the youngest of the three sisters. I'm sure you mm-hmm. had to find your voice. Mm-hmm. Were you well, a natural and, speaker? Uh, no, not natural. Terrified, scared. I was a chubby kid who was dealing with abandonment issues from an alcoholic father who left when I was five years old. And quite frankly, I never felt good enough. I never felt seen. I never felt I was important. And I didn't definitely didn't have the confidence. Like when I stood in front of the room when I was a kid, all I could think about is they're thinking that I look fat or I'm stupid. And that was the story that was going on in my head for years and years and years. So for me to have claimed this space with confidence uh, was quite a big leap. And I responded to that, that, that feeling I had in my pit in my stomach. It was like something took over my body and it was like, Nancy, you're supposed to do this. I was like, okay, step through the fear, step through the, the insecurities and how do I do all of that? Was, you know, it's, been, it's been every day an improvement and a growing and a consistent com- um, commitment to trust myself that I am good enough, that um, people do like me, you know, <laughs> and I think that's, that's a common piece that, that many of us battle. And when you talk about things that you may have done in your past that you wish you hadn't, or, you know, your defining moments, other defining moments that I've had, mistakes that I made, I think we, we shy away from talking about them because we think we're the only one. And we don't want to be judged. And, and the space that you've created for today's conversation and, you know, all the work you're doing in the world is really, we're all the same. We all 
screw up, so to speak, and make mistakes. And the key is to never let that stuff stop you from moving forward. You've never screwed up, Miss Nancy. <laughs> never. Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> uh, that's news to all the women in the Women's Prosperity Network. So, so I mean, yeah. a screw up or failure, what's your definition of a failure? And, and what do you do about those on a daily basis? So... That's a really good question because over the years, I've had an opportunity to reframe a failure or a mistake in that I know on the other side of it, there's a lesson and a learning. And I believe that everything that we go through happens for some reason. And that reason for me is all about my personal expansion and transformation so I can live at my highest potential. And my highest potential is to always come from a place of love. So if I am judging or blaming myself for something that happened in the past, I'm not coming from love towards myself. So instead, I look at, you know, what was my learning? I did the best I could at the time. You know, whether, you know, so years ago, I was in a relate. I was single and I decided I wanted to be in a relationship because I had a story in my head that I couldn't be in a relationship until my kids got out of high school. Well, my kids were still in high school and somebody said to me, Nancy, why are you limiting yourself? You could be in a relationship. So about a week later, I had a contractor come to my house to give me a price and I decided, oh, he's who I'm supposed to be in love with. (laughs) So I went head over heels for this guy and it turns out he was actually a con artist who had another woman in another part of the state that was using me for my money. Heard that story before. (laughs) Yeah, right? You know, probably too often. And and let me tell you that after being in a relationship with this guy for a year and then finding out about it, I felt like, how could I, this intelligent, brilliant businesswoman, have fallen for this? And in the end, it was about me learning to love myself, not beat myself up about it. And at the time, I made the best decision. You know what? What did I get from that relationship? I got to feel love again. I got to experience it. And I went through some time of beating myself up and shutting the door to love and romance because I didn't trust myself. And the door is now open again and, and it feels a lot better. So that could be something I perceive as a mistake. And when that relationship stopped, it's when I developed Women's Prosperity Network. So and that developed actually, be, because why? Because you you felt other women had gone through the same thing or they just needed a handhold or a mentor? Um, you know what? It, it really wasn't related, directly related to it. But I, I, I think as I'm looking back now, and we're just talking about this for the first time, looking back now, I wanted to be able to give myself to something that, I could count on and it really opened the space for me to develop relationships with women at a level I never had before. So I learned to trust other women at a whole new level by creating Women's Prosperity Network. 
And Women's like, Prosperity Network is so different than any other groups I've been associated with. And you and, and your sisters have come from a corporate ba- corporate background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So how have you how have you kind of molded Women's Prosperity Network so that it's different? So that we we're not acting like we're corporate women. Not that that's all bad, but there are some things that we didn't like about being corporate. Mm-hmm. Well, one I think one of the main philosophies that we we started with is to have a spirit of cooperation and collaboration. Because when you look back, and I go back to when I was in high school and then in college and then in corporate, girls were actually vying against each other for the boyfriend, for the job, for the this, for the that. So one of our core pieces is that we really do lift each other up. My sisters and I do it within us as this triad of sisterhood, same, you know, and we really are sisters, same mother, same father. And then we pass that through to lift up Debbie, like, I want you to be so successful and shine your light as bright as possible. And I'm never threatened by that. And I feel that. And I know all the rest of the girls, all the women feel that. And that's extraordinary because typically when you walk into a meeting and there are other women there that, I mean, we size them up. I've got to say that when you walk in, I'm, I'm not usually the one that's first in the door and saying, here I am. Um, you guys know I'm a little more logical and, and look at the whole scene and see who's there. But we size mm-hmm. them up and think, you know, well, that one's really put together and she seems to be the leader and, and she must have it all together. And like you and I, so many women are feeling the I'm not enough and I have to compete and I have to show up looking good. But inside, mm. we're just a bunch of marshmallows, you know, or yeah. we just feel so insecure about who we are. So we come across uh, to others as a little brash, a little bit too bold, audacious. You know, there's some great words mm-hmm. about uh, what corporate women would be described as. And this isn't a bash to corporate women. I love corporate women. I think they're great. But I also feel that we lose ourselves in the corporation uh, well, it's because the, we're it's trying the to compete. Culture, it can be the culture of the corporation that causes us to need to show up a cer- certain way. So, so, for example, in pure business corporate world, women, we're still fighting for our place there. And we, we've been trained, most of us were trained that the only way to show up and win in that environment is to act like a man. When, in truth, when we can tap into our personal power as a woman, that is much, much stronger than me trying to tap into power that comes from a male perspective or a masculine perspective. It doesn't feel natural, but we try to show up that way, which is why things can appear a little bit out of alignment at times. Exactly. And I remember being in the Air Force and it was predominantly male. Mm, yeah. And, but I was appreciated for being a woman. I mean, I was smart and I did my job and I was kind and could bring a nice feel to the, to the organization. But I know when I walked into the room that the language changed instantly and for the good. And, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that was a good thing, and uh, and the guys really appreciated the work that I did, and so I had to do. I had I felt like I had to do my work as well or better than the men, mm-hmm. which was good. But I also could be me, and I could be the woman that I wanted to be, and ultimately that's and, why I le- I left. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think that 
the more authentic we can be with who we really are as women, as men, whatever that is, the more we can be our authentic selves, the more contribution we, we can make and the more fulfilled we feel. Absolutely, because we hear of the men that are even around Women's Prosperity Network, they offer such a nice comfort uh, to to the group in a, in a way that's strong but vulnerable, and it's really nice to see them support the women in their lives, and that's mm-hmm. that's a great thing, and I'm glad that more men are, are seeing the value of, of their wives or their spouses or their significant others being part of such a wonderful group. I can't believe how quick the time flies, Nancy. We're going to have to take a short break to hear from our okay. sponsors. And then we're going to be right back. But think about a story. I, I asked Trish this when I talked to her, your, your sister, uh, a, a mom story. Either you as a mom to your kids or your, your mom and how your mom influenced you as a young girl. So we'll be back in just a few moments. And I'm looking forward to those defining moments with Nancy Matthews and her mom stories. Thanks, mm-hmm. Nancy. Okay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader, then it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Today, we are part of an ever-changing mix of technological advances and business trends that redefine how we work, ongoing performance, and our world around us. Tune in to Humanity Evolve with host Catherine Calarco. It's an open discussion about these trends and advances that come together to create a positive future for you, your family, and your world. Humanity Evolve can be heard live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. This is the Voice America Women's Channel, where your success is limitless. listening to Defining Moments with Debbie Montgomery Johnson. To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to Debbie at thewomanbehindthesmile.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y at thewomanbehindthesmile.com. Now, back to Defining Moments. 
Welcome back, everybody, and I'm here with my friend and mentor, Nancy Matthews. I just want to say after 20 years of Nancy being in the corporate world with several entrepreneurial endeavors on the side, she went into business for herself and then went into business with her sisters. But all along, she was a mom, and she's got, I I want to hear her stories, her mom's story, Uh, and Nancy, Tell me about something yeah. that was a defining moment for you as a mom, a single mom, a mom of two, a working mom. How, how did mm. you do it? So, actually, I, I want to start by the defining moment that got me into motherhood in the first place. Okay. And, you know, so this was a time in my life I had graduated college and I moved to Fort Lauderdale and this is in the early 80s, and it was fun party time. I was in my early 20s, and I was partying quite a bit. I was drinking, I was smoking, I was doing lots of things I wouldn't do today. And as I look back on that time, I had planned on going to law school. And when I first got down here, I I got into a party mode, and it actually took me off track of that goal of going to law school. And I ended up going out with a guy and uh, looking for love in all the wrong places, perhaps. And I got pregnant. And I was 24 years old and single, and I was no longer with this guy. And I had a decision to make. Do I have this child or do I give him up for adoption? Do I um, terminate the pregnancy? And I was really close to ending the pregnancy when I had a defining moment and a flash where I said, you know what? I've got a job. I've got family around here. I could actually give this kid a good life. So I decided to have him, my son, Zach, who's now 32, um, as a single woman at 24 years old. And it was a defining moment when I made the decision and then it transformed my life. I stopped partying the way I was, I got more focused, and this beautiful human being came into my world and transformed everything. And, you know, as a a parent yourself, the lessons we learn from our children all along the way are extraordinary, and um, it really set me on the path for a couple of things. Number one, being responsible now, just not for myself, but for somebody else, it, it caused me as a single person to become more independent, more self-sustaining, and more sufficient, and build my confidence that I could do this. And it was, you it found, was a big time. And you found something really lovely out of a mess, what could have been a mess, and what mm-hmm. was probably thought of as a mess. I remember when I was younger... And, and the girls that got themselves, we used to say, in trouble, um, mm-hmm. they were either shunned or sent away, or I mean, I'm a little bit older than you, not m- much, but it wasn't looked upon very kindly back then, not like it is today, but you no. really took, well, you took it. My own the, mother <laughs> told me not to do it. My Did own she? mother said, not, don't have this baby. Interesting. Yeah, but I knew that I was supposed to. And I trusted myself to make that decision. And, you know, every day since is, is another learning and trusting myself. And, and what's interesting is that, you know, years later, 20 years later, Women's Prosperity Network is created and somebody asked me why. 
Nancy? Why did you do this? And underneath wanting to create this awesome community and inspire women and grow, you know, our contribution to the world as women leaders, underneath it, I went, I got one day that as a single mom, I, you know, provided for my kids. I never got child support and I made, you know, paved the way for them to have a good life financially. And I always knew how to make money. So I had a job and then I worked something on the side and I got in this MLM and this network marketing and I did all kinds of things to make sure that my kids were provided for financially. And I saw friends of mine in marriages where they were very unhappy. Some were in verbal abuse, some physical abuse, but they didn't know how to stand up for themselves. So they put up with circumstances that, that you know, had them, you know, feeling less than or, or suffering just because they didn't know how. So part of what Women's Prosperity Network is really about is having each of us feel strong enough and confident enough to not let others abuse us, take advantage of us, or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Well, it gave, for me anyway, I was single at the time after Lou died when I, my first uh, adventure into Women's Prosperity Network, it gave me a support group of single moms, of, you know, widows, divorcees, uh, married women, a whole lovely group of sisters, basically, uh, mm-hmm. that gave me the support and the encouragement to step out and to find a passion in either the business I was running or in speaking or doing whatever. And that's a unique organization. You have a unique organization, and it's it really reflects the three of the sisters uh, because there's some go-getter, there's some persistence, there's some passion, there's some vision, there's a lot of fun. And uh, I'm sure as you guys growing up, that <laughs> must have been an exciting trio it was it was an exciting treat. Well, actually, there's a brother in the mix too. Okay, so where does he <laughs> fall in the three? Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> is he younger, older, in the middle? Where's he? Well, he's, he's not younger. Uh, You're the youngest. He's, he's in the. I'm the youngest. Trisha after me, then our brother Michael, and then our sister Susan. Yes, and Susan. you know, as I think about our mom, so my mom was also a single mother raising four kids in the 1960s. She was a tough broad that didn't take crap from anybody and had an extremely, extremely strong work ethic. And I would say all four of us get that from her. She was a a trailblazer in so many ways and caused in us two things, two big things that have contributed to my life. Number one is my value on family because it was always no matter what, your brothers and sisters, your brother and sister are there for you. And that's true to this day. Number two was you really can do anything you want. Don't let anything get in your way and keep moving forward. And you teach that to us. You say, catch the vision. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about the hows. It's just going to happen if you, if you keep in the direction, find a purpose, find, you know, do what you're supposed to be doing, it will happen. And I've been reading uh, so many different books. I, I need a vacation to read all the books that I have. But one was about finding your why and, and finding the purpose. And then Trish and I were talking one day about sitting down and working at the desk with a purpose. Don't just go to the desk because I've got 
five different piles and I'll go from one to another and, and not maybe not get anything done completely. So find the purpose. And part of that for me was, was getting into the coaching program with Women's Prosperity Network and actually finding mentors. You've had a mm. mentor or two in your life. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about who your mentors have been and, and what they did for you personally? Mm, so, so much. And, and I know that I will always have mentors in my life because, you know, you said earlier, oh, I can't believe you've made mistakes. Yeah, I've made mistakes. I made some yesterday. I'll probably make some tomorrow, <laughs> you know, and for me, the key about having a mentor is to shine that light and give a perspective on something that, you know, may have happened or a path that I want to take that I'm unsure about that they've been on, that they've made mistakes that I don't have to make, and really having someone to hold the vision for where you want to go, even in your times of self-doubt. So mentors see the best in you all the time. And, and they how, do you, how do you they, find a good mentor, though? Because um, a lot of us just go, you know, that shiny, shiny object syndrome. Someone will sound really good or they'll look really good and everybody will flock to them. And, you know, it, mentors come along with a price tag sometimes. Well, yes, they come with a price tag and I come with a price tag. <laughs> and, and for me, a, a great mentor will shine the light on my greatness, all my strengths, and it will also, uh, he, he or she will also give me the opportunity to look at areas that aren't so strong or people that might call weaknesses so that I can develop those or hire those out and be able to stay in your zone of genius. A mentor is somebody who will speak the truth even when you don't want to hear it. And they're a good mentor also knows how to give you the level of truth that you're prepared for. Yes, right. Because otherwise, you might you might take that. Oh, I'm not enough for them either, and then just shut down again. Exactly. So, so a great a great mentor is going to be able to support you in growing incrementally. It's kind of like. If, if somebody tried to teach you calculus and you haven't learned multiplication, you're not going to get it. Right. So it's, so it's somebody who listens, who has experience, not necessarily in your particular business or challenge, but has experience in growing and overcoming because the steps to overcome challenge are the same regardless of what the challenge is. The steps to great relationships, the methods of communication, understanding, love and non-judgment and acceptance are the same regardless of what the particular problem is. That's true. And you said something interesting about uh, a mentor telling you uh, basically what to do. However, I've also experienced with you that sometimes we think that we have to do it all, especially those of us that are entrepreneurs, that are solopreneurs, they're sitting in their offices all by themselves, trying to do everything from social media to accounting to everything else. At one point, you have to decide that you can't do it all. You don't have Mm -hmm. the brains to do it all or the desire to do it all. 
and it might be time to hire out or mm-hmm. bring in a team. When Women's Prosperity Network started, was it just the three of you girls, and how has it grown over the years? Oh, wow. Yes, it was just the three of us, and <laughs> and we're lucky that we had the three of us to divide some of the the tasks and responsibilities. And, uh, you know, the first person we added on was somebody in an administrative fashion and then marketing and then website. And uh, as a matter of fact, right after this interview, I am bringing on a new virtual assistant to help with some of our website stuff. And the, yeah. So whenever you feel, and this is, this is for everybody listening. Whenever you feel like, I can't take this anymore. I'm doing too much, and you're not getting results. If you're not, if you're not able to spend at least an hour to three hours of every day in your zone of genius, doing the thing you love to do, doing that thing you would do even if you didn't get paid. If you're not getting the chance to do that, at least one to three hours a day, it's time to bring on support. There you go. And that, that's certainly true for me. I know over the years, thank goodness I had an accountant at, accountant at the beginning because although I had a lot of financial background, I didn't want to do the finances here. And even yesterday you said, Deb, did you call so-and-so? <laughs> You're holding me accountable to call her and have her come in and help me with some of the numbers. And sometimes we just need that little push. You know, because mm-hmm. I, it would be a mess if we didn't, if we didn't follow what we were doing. So, yeah, and, and to, just for a second, let, to say that, let's talk about a defining moment. A defining moment could be when you say, there's this thing that I've been supposed to do, meaning to get to, haven't done for a really long time. I guess I'm supposed to outsource that. I'm supposed to bring someone else to do that. That will be a defining moment for you in your life and in your business. And you might stop be, gnawing at you. There you go. And you might be the blessing to that other person who is looking for something that they're good at to do. You that will happened be. To me. That yeah. happened to me the other day. And, and it was a woman that I'd had a hard time with. And then finally, I was like, you know what? Maybe she could help me out by using her genius to take care of one of my chores that I didn't mm-hmm. have time to do. And it was Perfect. such an exciting moment for the both of us when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that's... And that kind of leads me into being the one. And I love, we're going to go, we're going to spend the whole second session here on the one and your purpose of the one philosophy. Uh, could you just tell, to lead us in a little bit, how did mm-hmm. you go from the training of Women's Prosperity Network into coming up with the one philosophy? And could you explain the one philosophy? I can, I can. So about Seven years ago, I had a meeting scheduled. So Women's Prosperity Network was in full bloom, and I had a meeting scheduled with a TV uh, anchor to talk about potentially being on her show and then also doing our own TV show. And I lied in bed that morning thinking about this person. Like, she's the one, and I have to make sure that I pay extra attention to her and And I had this defining moment where I was like, wait a minute, you know, before I knew her, you know, I just ran into her and met her someplace. And it turns out she's this person who works at a TV station and we got into conversation and all this great stuff is happening. And I thought to myself, why is it that when we think somebody is the one, meaning we think they can do something for us, 
we tend to treat those ones with more attention, respect, we listen better. Why wouldn't we teach everyone that way? Because that's how this relationship developed. I just met this woman and we started talking and I discovered who she was. And then I got to, the truth is, everyone is the one. Our job is to take the time to pause long enough to be with them and uncover and discover the greatness in that other human being. So the one philosophy is about living your life, treating each and every person you meet as the one. You listen more. You look in their eyes. You actually pay attention to what they're saying. You ask questions to find out about them and be sincerely interested. Well, you and your sisters have been the one for me on multiple occasions, and we're going to continue on with this. I can't believe how quickly our time is going, so we're going to have to take a short a short break, and we'll be back. But in the meantime, I want to let everybody know that you are available at nancymatthews.com and also the womensprosperitynetwork.com. Great places to go, but if you go there during our break, get a glass of water, refresh, just pull it up on your screen, and if you have questions, you can always call in and, and ask us. But I want you to go look at nancymatthews.com and also womensprosperitynetwork.com, and we'll continue our discussion of the one philosophy with my guest, Nancy Matthews, in just a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Religion and faith are many different things to many different people. Once you have the basic foundations of religious faith, the rest is up to you. Listen for Everyday Spirituality with host and life coach Kimberly Tobin. We can look past the restraints of religion where it is thought that one belief is the gold standard and everything else is wrong. Spirituality can be found in everything. And we can peacefully exist with different paths to belief. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Women. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. And join us for a replay of the show on Wednesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call in to Patricia Raskin Positive Living Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's practical, positive solutions for a happy, empowered, and successful life voice america women your passion starts here you are listening to defining moments with debbie montgomery johnson 
To reach the show today, please call in to 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to Debbie at thewomanbehindthesmile.com. That's D-E-B-B-Y at thewomanbehindthesmile.com. Now, back to Defining Moments. Welcome back to our show, everybody. I'm having such a great experience with Nancy Matthews, a friend of mine and the author of The One Philosophy. But not only has Nancy written The One Philosophy, she's written other books. And the first one that I read was Visionaries with Guts. And mm-hmm. it was extraordinary. And then she, I, re- I read or I worked the Receiving Your Riches course and then became part of the Journey to the Stage series. And that was actually my first adventure into writing a chapter of a book. So thank you, Nancy, for providing that for me and for other women at Women's Prosperity Network. But how did you Welcome. actually, how did you take your thought about the One Philosophy and, and actually put it in a book? And where is it going now? What's your vision for the One Philosophy? So my vision for the one philosophy is big. My big, big vision is that I will win the Nobel Peace Prize for the impact the one philosophy has in the world. Perfect. So it's big. (laughs) Big. That's huge. (laughs) And, um... And that's a stretch for me, you know, so, but it's very exciting. The minute that it came to me through a conversation with someone, uh, my niece Allison, as a matter of fact, I was like, yeah, let's do that. So that's part of my vision. And here's, here's part of it as it's been continuously evolving. So I had that aha moment and then this is back in 2010. So then I started incorporating into every single one of my presentations and I teach sales and marketing and leadership and, you know, a lot of real good tactical stuff and strategies and ways to grow your businesses, right? And I would sneak in this piece about the one philosophy and treating each and every person you meet as the one. And on my exit surveys that I ask people, what'd you love the most? They say, oh, the one philosophy. Oh, I love the one philosophy, the one philosophy. Like the message, the message came to me that I'm supposed to do something more with this. So uh, three years later, I wrote a book on it and I do teachings on it. And I now certify people to go out and train and teach and speak on the principles. And you are one of the, uh, trainers for that program. And it's all about what, what I've discovered is that when you live in this way, when you treat each and every person you meet as the one, your life becomes almost magical. People open up to you in new and exciting ways and share what they're really about and what their visions are and what they want to achieve in life. It's like it pulls down the masks that so many people wear as they're walking through the world. They show up authentically and honestly. And when we show up that way with each other, which is what you're doing with this show and your whole movement, when we show up real with each other, it gives us the opportunity to discover how we can support each other's visions and movements. So the whole movement around the one philosophy is about creating the space for people to value each other and in valuing each other, business happens, relationships happen, friendships grow, families grow. It all comes from honoring the human beings that we're traveling this planet with. And it brings back civility 
and kindness. Mm. And you don't mm-hmm. hear that on the television anymore. In, in, you rarely hear it anywhere anymore. Even I was walking down the street the other day. I, I, was, I was at a stop sign, and some young men, they were probably 12, were walking across the street from school, and a car was coming through the intersection and slowed down, but, you know, they were going a little bit too fast. And instead of the boys just hurrying along and doing their thing, one of them turned around at the driver and gave him the bird. And I'm oh, like, wow. Where does a 12-year-old learn that? You know, I didn't in yeah. my house. And they did it with no feelings of, you know, that wasn't the right thing to do. It was like, well, I can do that. And I think that's what's happening in this world is, is people, well, I think comes from the Internet, comes from anonymity of, of, you know, driving in cars and stuff. And people just feel like they can do whatever they want. And it doesn't matter. Now, mm-hmm. in person, that doesn't really, that does, it does happen, but not in our groups, thank goodness. But the one philosophy is just it teaches people just to be kind again and to be yes. to listen. And I love the part, you know, don't gossip. That is just rampant. Look at the look at twi- tweeting. Oh, <laughs> I'm not I on know, Twitter. I know. I'm not on Twitter. But it gets a lot of people uh-huh. in trouble. Well, and here here's what I believe. I believe that inherently that you know, there there's this age old philosophical question, is man inherently good or inherently bad? I believe inherently good and that that 12 year old boy, that the person who's gossiping, the person who's um, not being as kind, they would actually rather be kind, but they're, they haven't seen examples of it. They haven't, you know, gotten over some hurt. So hurt people, hurt people. The, the whole purpose behind the one philosophy in each and every one of us being the change we want to see in the world. I believe people do want to be kind to each other. They really just don't know how when they're bombarded with negative messages and examples of the opposite on the news, in the movies, in video games. We need to show it more examples of love and kindness and how you can benefit from living that way. True. And it comes, I, in my life, it's come from service. It's come from yeah. giving of myself to somebody else. And I don't think, I know in high schools, they're trying to get more service time in, but it's basically just get your numbers. I don't know that re- people are, or the kids are really learning the value of service. I had a girlfriend who took her daughter on Thanksgiving morning and went to work at a shelter. They were serving Thanksgiving dinner. They do that every year. That's their family tradition. And her daughter is one of the kindest young women that I've met. And it comes from her example, her mom's example. I know I learned service from my mother and my dad. But mom was always taking food or helping some of the elderly in, in my small town up in Vermont. She was always out there. And I always I tagged along with her. And that's how I find joy in my life when I can just get away from my own problems, you know, when, and when we all have those times in our lives where we're just so frazzled by things that are going on, so stressed, if you just think about somebody else and do something for, kind for someone else, you're out of that negative zone. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and that's, what's, that's what's so great about the one philosophy is even just reading the book. It's not very long. It's, no, I made it small on purpose so that it actually stood a good chance of getting read. <laughs> <laughs> and it's one of those books you can stick in your purse if you're traveling, you know. It's a mm-hmm. it's a one airline trip little book. 
Um, yeah. But it has it has made a difference in in so many lives, and it is fun to teach it. And I actually. I, I incorporate the one. I say the one quite a lot as I'm speaking because I, I feel that way too. And I think that's why you and I have connected so well is that we have yeah. inside the same feelings. And, and I, I too believe that people are inherently good. They're just learning bad from the examples around them. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. so if you had a dream life, which I think when I looked at you, I think you're living the dream life. What what would you like to do? What, what do you see yourself still doing? <sighs> So, A, I, I am living the life that I've dreamed about for many, many years. So, wanting to speak all over the world, share the one philosophy, have myself surrounded with people who love to have um, high-level conversations that are contributing good to the lives of each other and themselves. I love music. I love dancing. I, I, I want... Um, my song called Everyone's the One to be sung around the world just the way that We Are the World was or everybody knows how to sing Jingle Bells. Let's get everybody singing Everyone's the One. Because <laughs> yeah, in, in, in expanding the message, I hired a songwriter and we co-wrote a song about the one philosophy so that we could use the universal language of music to spread the message. Um, so my dream life, you know what? I'm traveling more. I have my own plane. I am going to um, third world countries and bringing them water and inspiration and tools for them to live the most amazing lives. I'm, I'm being of value and service in every moment and with every human I touch, big and you know, big scale and small scale. Well, and you just That's participated. My dream life. You just participated in Awakening Giants, and for me, it oh. was uh, the Change Makers, and uh, that's an incredible opportunity. And you were down in Ecuador, mm-hmm. so could yeah. you briefly just say what was the one thing that really was a defining moment for you down in Ecuador? Oh, there were two. If there's one. <laughs> So the one that I'll share, which comes from a higher perspective, although I'm I'm really inspired to share the other one, because it just shows um, how spoiled I am. So I'm going to tell it to you. (laughs) So the one that um, was a defining moment that gave an aha on how blessed we are in this country is that when you go to the bathroom in Ecuador, you can't put the toilet paper in the toilet. You have to put it in a a, a can next to the toilet. Okay. No, I, I know that seems weird, but it was a big thing. I was like, really? And it, it something as simple that we do by habit, their country, their plumbing system can't handle it. Like how blessed are we that we don't even have to deal with that crap, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> but so perspective, the defining moment for me was all around perspective in how blessed I am that I have nothing to complain about, especially because I went into the Amazon jungle and we met with some community leaders that, you know, they live in small, tiny little shacks and they're beautiful, happy, loving, satisfied human beings. What have I got to complain about ever? Absolutely. Right? And I and I think that's the trappings of prosperity, the trappings of easy life is that stuff 
overtakes us. Busyness overtakes us. Yeah. And that's not where the joy of life is. Correct. Correct. We may think so, but in reality, it's not. So we just have a couple of minutes here left, Nancy. I I do want folks to go to your website, nancymatthews.com. If you need a speaker extraordinaire, a visionary with guts, I want you to give Nancy a a jingle. Check out Women's Prosperity Network. Um, It's a marvelous organization for women. They're, They're going global. They've been coordinating with some friends of ours over in Spain and in England and, and all mm-hmm. over. It's, it's, it's going to take off, and we're going to see you one day on the stage singing your song. And I just want to, the one last thing really quick is that you have this, you and your sisters have this Springsteen crush. <laughs> so the car girls are going to sing with Springsteen someday. Mm-hmm. And I, and I actually wait. had this Go song ahead. written, I had this song written, as a duet with him in mind, with me and him singing it. Okay, well, visualize that, audience. Nancy Matthews <laughs> and Bruce Springsteen. Where, where do you have a venue? Uh, it's going to be somewhere in New York, and okay. hopefully in June. And hopefully in June. That's the vis- I'm getting more specific on that. Okay, well, the vision's out there, folks. It's out to the universe, and we're not going to ask the hows. It's just going to happen. So keep her in your thoughts and prayers, and uh, and live the one philosophy, because it is something that will make you happy. The one philosophy in Nancy's book is available uh, probably on Amazon, and I'm sure you uh-huh. can see, find it through the Women's Prosperity Network. So, Nancy, thank you so much for being the visionary and the mentor for me, for giving me the space to grow and to get courage to speak my mind in a kind way and to get my message out there to give me the courage to stand up and speak up and to have those defining moments not hold me back. Uh, and I know that's happened for so many women. So thank you so much. I appreciate you and your sisters and the organization you have. I appreciate Voice America for giving us this space and for the, the the. I'm just grateful for that. We made it through Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and that we're going into the holiday season with love and joy. So thank you, everybody, for being here. Thank you, Nancy, so much for being my guest. Pleasure and, and my purpose. Thank you, Debbie. All righty. And we will be back next week for Defining Moments. So thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Defining Moments. Be sure to join Debbie Montgomery Johnson for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. Find your power this week.